Welcome, my little coffee minions. This is Liz. This is Devin. Welcome to episode six, where we will be talking about our adoption story. And we're supposed to figure out our intro, and we've been sitting here trying to figure something out about who we are. And either unfortunately or fortunately, this is what we got. What was it again? Exmos, we want to be your coffee bitches. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't figured that out. We're just talking about our Exmo life and how things are fantastic now, even though we have our little glitches. But we're doing great, and we love coffee. Yeah. So hail coffee. Hail to the coffee. Yes, we're trying to write a song. Yeah. Haven't given it too much thought because that takes thought and we haven't gotten there yet. But inspiration will come. Yeah. And we will get there. Or be square. Right. Yes. Anyways, on to the show. Again, we're talking about our adoption story. We adopted our son, our oldest, mm-hmm. 14 years ago this month. And a listener who's my favorite listener, um, she uh, gave me the suggestion. (laughs) Sorry, we're listening in the background. Apparently, there's some teenage kid (laughs) trying to uh, demonstrate how great he is with the sound of his engine. Oh, come on. We all knew Devin was farting. Uh, It wasn't me farting. (laughs) Could have been our daughter. Might might have sounded like it. (laughs) No, that was, I guess we Never don't, mind. yeah, we live pretty close to a main road and it happens all night long too, stupid kids. Anyway. <laughs> well, you know, I totally forgot what I was saying. Uh, oh, adoption so story. We adopted our son. <laughs> our son 14 years ago. He's huge and has feet the size of skis now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to kind of take you on our journey about what it was like to um, be raised in the Mormon church when for Satan and um, be... Sorry, I just got that. (laughs) Why you said when for Satan. (laughs) Because, you know, Mormons, 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 Mormons. There you go, Satan. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, and so, you know, what it was like to be raised Mormon and be taught all the crappy things that Mormon women, for me, and we'll see about guys, about procreation and their purpose in life, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of wanted to break it up into our childhood, what we were taught, and then uh, like our early marriage, and then, you know, our... adoption process, sort of, not... Well, first of all, I want to get into our miscarriages and things yeah. like that and how we chose adoption. 
why and what that was like, and then get into the actual adoption process. It obviously ended where we adopted. Yeah. Um, Spoiler. Right. And then kind of our feelings about it and go from there. Okay. So uh, we were both born in the covenant. So we grew up where, well, born in the covenant, that's not, never mind. So yeah, we were both born and raised Mormon. And um, I know when I hit young women's, like everything was about get married in the temple, get married in the temple, get married in the temple, have lots of babies, but get married in the temple. And if you don't get married in the temple and then have lots of babies, you're not doing it right. Right. Oh, and sex was only for procreation. They're women. You were, never were, was it ever discussed how sex could be fun, should be fun. Which is weird because I remember in youth stuff, you know, like the for the strength of youth pamphlet thing. I think that actually came out when we were in youth. Like, so people who read that now or whatever, the youth, that's not new. That's been around forever. But I think it came hmm. out around the time we were in, you know, junior high, high school time frame. Hmm. And I remember it, it did, and I think we had lessons on this occasionally or whatever, but <clears throat> not very often. We didn't hardly talk about sex stuff either in, in any kind of priesthood meetings of deacons, teachers, or priests. But uh, it is in the First Strength of Youth pamphlet. I think we read through it, you know, and but it talks about, you know, it's an expression of love between a husband and a wife, and but only within the bonds of marriage, you know. Right. So... I guess, I guess for the guys, we were sort of taught that it's, you know, to have kids, but it's also to express love for one another. And that's it, apparently. That's all it's good for. Well, it's almost like the girls were taught it's the way that you submit to your husband's desires, but never about your desires. Ah, uh, yeah. Well. You know, it was like, sure, you can express love, but it's only so he can... Yeah, I digress. Um, <clears throat> so, yes. Um, yeah, it's all about procreation. It's all about go to the temple. And women were meant to be mothers. Like, that is, of course, your sole purpose. If you have not listened to episode, I think, two, the second one. The one about mother the mothers and, in yeah. heaven. Like, holy crap, Go and listen to it. I just sounded like I was from Minnesota. So <laughs> go and listen. No. the go. I'm trying. I'm failing. Anyway, so go listen to that because mind blown. It, yeah, it digs into that more. <clears throat> yes. So again, women, motherhood, that's it. Be a good woman. Be a good wife. But what that means is have as many babies as you can. And And... Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the uh, the proclamation of the family, I think that also came out while we were yes. in our youth, right? So this is like... Wow, we're old. I yeah. mean young. Late 80s, 90s, I think is when the proclamation of the family, which clearly oh, defines, yeah. you know, men have a role, women have a role, right? Yes. So. And that's babies. Yeah. So funny story, I remember, and this particular person is going to come... Um, in our story a lot, but Devin has a sister. Now my sister-in-law, I remember she was getting ready to go to EAC and 
I don't know. Anyways, that's a big Mormon school to go get married. And she is brilliant. Mormon college, yeah. College, In whatever. Eastern you know what Arizona. I mean. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I remember she was preparing to go there and like she was like going to take calculus and all these high level classes. It was like, she's brilliant. I've, I so remember her doing the dishes one day. And um, she was like, oh, yeah, I just want to go to school so I can get married and have babies. You know, the whole, that's what you're supposed to do. And I remember thinking, because I think she's a year older than me, two, one year. I don't remember. One year, yeah. Okay. And I remember thinking, golly, like, come on, what about you? You're going to, like, get lost in that and just be a mom. I mean, don't get me wrong. Being a mom is great. But I was like... Again, what about you? And um, yeah, so it's interesting. I bring that up because later on, right after we got married, I remember going, all right, I'm supposed to be a mom. Nothing else matters. Like I almost like the little light switch is just boom. Now all of a sudden it's I don't matter anymore. It's all about motherhood. Right, right. Right. So it's weird that I remember that. But... Okay, so we got married, and again, I got married because I stink and adored you, and I was like, that's the one I want. Never occurred <laughs> to me to pray to Heavenly Father to be like, is he the one, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I've already made that decision. <laughs> Why should I? Anyways, so funny story, not really, but I remember the same sister-in-law got married three months after us. So in between that time frame, we're sitting at the table in your house and she looks at me and she's like I feel so sorry for you and I was like what on earth are you talking about lady and she said you got married because obviously we already had <clears throat> she's like you got married and you have nothing because we were poor college students and we were living right. off campus in the tiniest little house we had to go outside to change your mind yeah. And, uh, it was you a know. tiny little apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Anyways. Only like 300 but, a month. It was really cheap. <laughs> I know. Anyways, but then she was going to get married in just a few months and they would have everything, right? right? They would have jobs. They have cars. They had a bigger place. Not that great, big, but, you know, like they were going to be established. And so, you know, she has this dripping, sarcastic, I'm so sorry for you. And I remember being livid. It's just like, ugh. So I was like bound and determined at that point that we were going to have kids first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that didn't happen. But then she also was struggling with infertility. And I thought that that would make us closer because we like shared something. Mm -hmm. But it like became... Like a contest, like who was going to get pregnant faster and whoever did meant that they were more righteous. Right. You know, it was really, really weird time. But um, yeah, so when we first got married, like first got married, um, I wanted a year with you. I think we talked about that, right? Yeah. I was like, I want to get to know you. I mean, we're going to well, have eternity. We had friends that had gotten married before us, I think, right? And uh -huh. and we knew, 
and and some of them got pregnant like right away, like and, wedding night right yeah. away, <laughs> and and they would they had said something like you know the fact that well I wish I hadn't gotten pregnant so soon because my husband got to know me or you know oh yeah like know, as as a pregnant mean nasty person because they didn't and, you know, even know what they and, were like pregnant right, and right. then they're gonna get to know a new spouse when they didn't even know who they were and they'd like yell and complain and it caused more problems. Yeah. Right. So we weren't going to do that, which I think was really smart, you yeah. know, because I was. And we were <laughs> still going to college anyway, right? So it's not like we had a lot of money going around to right. take care of another. Dude, I don't know how we would have survived that. Yeah. But I remember thinking, because I was going to say I was three weeks shy of being 20, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's that jab. All my ex moves will be like, wah. Sorry, yeah, that was a little loud. But anyways, not um, the fifteen of twenty. <laughs> I know, right? So I was old maid, huh? Compared Being... to some of Joseph Smith's <laughs> wives, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so going back, we had our year ish, you know, and then I remember we were like ready to have kids, and then they weren't coming, and and um, it was kind of hard, but. Um, I remember when I got pregnant for the first time and uh, took that test and I showed you and like you cried and it was amazing. And and then like a couple of weeks later, I miscarried and it yeah. was like this blow, you know, like crap. Like, why does this happen? Yeah. We didn't know at the time that miscarriages happen quite frequently, you know, but never to us. That would never happen. And then here it was. And, yeah. You know, <clears throat> I think it made us want to have kids more because it was like taken from us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You I know? think so. Yep. So, um, and then you had several more, like early yeah. miscarriages, you know, the two to three week type, right? Well, like, yeah, five to six generally, yeah. but where we knew for like a couple weeks. Um, yeah. So I would tell everybody, that I was pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And um, and so then when I would miscarry, I would tell everybody I'm no longer pregnant. And I remember, because um, if you know me at all, I like people to ride the roller coaster of life with me. I do not like to suffer in silence, right? Yeah. And she Which, wears her feelings on her sleeve and on her face. <laughs> <laughs> like you always yeah. know what's going on with Liz based on her. I hate that sometimes, but, you know, um, I wanted people with me because I didn't want to suffer alone, which I wish I'd started this podcast like years ago because it would have helped me process things easier. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so people would be happy for me. They would be sad with me. And then I started noticing, I think it was our third miscarriage i can't quite remember the details because again this was like a long time ago yeah <clears throat> but i remember people stopped being emotionally invested in what was happening in my life which you know rightly so they're busy with their own and i i got that on like an intellectual level but like emotionally that was really hard because then i started feeling alone and um it's like they didn't want to be happy Fully happy for you anymore because they're thinking, oh, you're just going to miscarry anyway. Either that or 
they had their own, hey, I'm pregnant now, and they didn't want to tell me, you know, oh, I'm so sad that you're not, but I am. Or, hmm. you know, hey, my, I just lost my job, or I got a new calling, or, you know, my dad had a heart attack, or whatever it is, you know, like yeah. their life stuff. And so, I don't know, I mean, they'd be with me in the moment, but they weren't with me in in life, if that makes any sense. For the yeah. for the ups and downs. Yeah, like if I wanted to talk about it a second time, they had already moved past it because they weren't experiencing it. Yeah. And um yeah, so so then all the lessons in Relief Society uh, was all about how to be a good woman, meaning um, hey, be like submissive to your spouse. Or read your scriptures and don't cause a scene type of, you know what I mean? Like how to be a good woman wasn't like you're an amazing person who you are. It's like come fit this mold about what a woman is like. And in that, um, if you can be a better wife, you know, because it was all about being a wife. And then it's like, okay, now you're going to be a mom. And so if you weren't a mom yet then you didn't fit, you know? And I, I remember them talking about the triangle. How you have the husband and wife, you know, they have a partnership, but then you enter a partnership with God. He's at the top of the triangle, you know? <clears throat> and, uh, and I remember thinking, like, God doesn't want to be a partner with me, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this whole miracle of life thing, he's not blessing me. Why? I'm doing everything right. Yeah. You know, I'm as righteous as I can be. I do everything I can, and he's choosing to withhold. And then I remember thinking, well, maybe it's because my sister, when she went through her infertility and anybody else, then all of a sudden I could be like, this wise person who could turn around and help them. You know, so it's like uh, attaching meaning to my own suffering. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of made it feel better. But um, again, the same sister-in-law after, oh, shoot, what's that called? It's not EFY. It's the women's broadcast uh, or yeah, the, day the out, one, like, the time week, out. The one, oh, the weekend before... The priesthood session conference? No. Or it was just some kind of special I think it's like a timeout for women. I think it's a special extra meeting. Well, we all went as the females of the family, and um, Sherry Dew was giving some sort of talk, blah, blah, blah. I never really totally paid attention. But afterwards, we went out to lunch and said sister-in-law, Excuse me. She looks straight into my eyes. Now, at this point, if I remember right, she had a baby. Okay. So she looks dead square in my face and says, Well, Liz, um, maybe some women aren't meant to be mothers. I could have punched her in the face. Because it felt like she just kicked me. Right? Like, who says that to a person who's married, wanting to have kids? So, 
If you're in the Mormon religion and you're married, that means you can have kids because, you know, they teach stupidy stuff about homosexuals and gay marriage and you can't have kids if you're in a gay relationship, which is hogwash, little fuckards. But, so, um, yeah, and then, of course, Sherry Do never got married, so it according to the teachings of church stuff, of course she's not going to expect to have kids because she's not married. Anyways, so all this is going through my mind, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not meant to be a mother, but then what's my purpose? If I'm not a mom and I'm Mormon, who am I? Yeah. Right. Anyways, so we ended up getting pregnant. Am I talking way too long? No. Okay. We're fine. And, um, like this one stuck for a bit. And, um, so we got past our first trimester. I think I was like, it was almost 17 weeks. Right. That sounds right. And, you know, people were talking about getting ready for labor and how you have to have, like, yeah, not that you have to be in shape, but, you know, I mean, it's work. So you got to have some muscles. So I did a very light workout. I was 17 weeks. Very light workout. And um, within a couple of days, I remember like something's wrong. Something's wrong. So, something doesn't feel right. And um, of course, the blessings that I got, who, which obviously tells the future that everything is absolutely fine all the time. Um, it turned out to not be fine because we went in to get the ultrasound. Yep. It was the first ultrasound where we'd be able to tell the beating heart and all that stuff, right? The the gender. And, and the gender. Yeah. I was 20 weeks at this point or ni- 19 and some odd days. But the the lady said that she couldn't find a heartbeat. And I just knew, like I could pinpoint... To the day that our baby had died. And uh, so I had to go to the hospital and deliver. And um, I remember going to the hospital. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And uh, we were checking in. And the lady was like, she was so rude. Again, another person I really wish I could have punched. But she's like, why are you checking into the hospital? It's too early to deliver. Like, such snark. And um, I really wanted to be like, because my baby had died, thank you very much, asshat. Thanks for asking. Yeah. And, oh, even before we had to check in, we went out to lunch. Do you remember going to Olive Garden out to lunch? No, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I just mainly remember the hospital. Okay. So we go out to lunch in our server. And she didn't know any better. I didn't feel like punching her because she... She didn't know anything. And uh, she was like, oh, how exciting. When are you due? Blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was just so upset. But I went ahead and told her when we were due as if nothing was wrong, you know. Yeah. Ah, the things you remember. But, yeah, so we delivered um, a baby girl. I didn't think I was going to (laughs) cry. Yeah. But, um... They sent it to the pathology department, and later on we were told basically that we couldn't have kids, that we were like genetically incompatible. 
And of course, that's devastating news. And, you know, long story. But I remember, um, like, that night that I got home from the hospital, I, like, opened up because we had gone to a couple of information meetings before we got pregnant um, about adoption because I kept bringing it up. If we couldn't get pregnant, maybe we should adopt. Right. And I remember you were like, no, I want to have a biological child, you know. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, it's understandable. You want to do it, quote, the natural way with your genes, and you want to be able to look at your kid and, you know, see your nose or see your eyes and the expressions. You want your little mini-me. Right. Right. But I remember opening up that packet, and uh, you didn't object you oh, know. to wanting to go adoption route? Yeah. Yeah, like looking into it and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that sort of was a nice little segue into our journey of adoption. So um, we started off with LDS Family Services because we didn't know any better. That's just who you went to. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> because, yeah, this is what you, Anyways. Yeah. I remember you know, church sponsored or whatever, right? It has to be the right way to do it, and right. And you wanted and other, think, and kids. I think we did look at other options too. But they were a lot more expensive. Those right. family services they only charge you whatever your ten percent of your income is, <laughs> yeah. which ours at the time wasn't much. So right. So, but I do remember, like they were so rigid with what they allowed, like, and we were in Arizona, and it was like everybody was wanting to adopt. It seemed all of a sudden. And we're like, we're never going to get picked. You know, like, we're last in line. There's nothing special about us. Like, why would somebody pick us? Like, legit. Right, right. So we we went a couple of other routes to, like, get our home study. And if anybody, again, knows me, I do not like sitting on my thumbs and waiting for things to happen. Right. Never have. I am one to create what I want. You know what I mean? Yep. So we kind of mod podge go, okay, well, I'm going to keep going down said path until I get a roadblock. And then I'm not just going to wait for that roadblock to someday move. I'm going to go figure it out over here and get that piece of the puzzle. And however many roads I need to go down, you know, I figured at the time God was going to just open up the right path. Because, again, I thought that there was a right path. Obviously, he was in control, right? Right, right. So if he didn't want me to have biological children, if he was going to deny that to me, I was going to find whatever path by doing as much as I possibly could to make it happen. Like, it wasn't going to be my fault that we were not parents. Right. It was all Heavenly Father's fault, little faggot. I have no bitterness whatsoever. Blank, blank. Anyways, so, um, yes, we, do you remember losing, what was it, $20,000? We were going to go to Kazakhstan? I don't think we actually spent that much. I think we put down a deposit, maybe it was like two or 3000 that we lost. I don't think it was a full 20. I don't think we had 20. Hmm. Okay, we remember things differently. <laughs> I guess. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I remember it being significantly more. 
But we like, we went with a, uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was in Arizona and they, they worked overseas and we were going to like travel and we had to put in a dossier, a whole buttload of paperwork and uh, took us forever, you know, a couple months <laughs> to put it together because <laughs> right. I was like, eh. and, um, they sent us the picture of the baby that we had been uh, matched with. And it was just the cutest little thing ever. And I was so excited to go and get our baby. And I don't even remember what happened now. Something happened where it was like, just kidding. That baby's been adopted or something like that. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened with it, actually. Yeah. But anyway, so that went down the toilet, but we lost our money. Anyways, and uh, so things were happening where we were not getting accepted to be uh, placed for adoption. So we decided to move. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was fun. Well, it's because, yeah, we our adoption uh, certification, whatever you call it, the home study, the going in front of the court, to the judge to be approved, you know, all that stuff we did. It lasts for a year and a half. And we were going to have to do it again. Yes. In Arizona. That's that's the way their system works. Every state's a little different. And so we decided, well, shoot, if we're going to have to start all over or whatever, let's move somewhere else that has... And we were looking at other options too, like in vitro and yeah, and um, all that stuff, right? I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we like to say that we threw a dart against the map and said, "Where should we move?" But we actually had a strategic plan. Yeah, I was gonna work at Geico. Work, I was gonna work at getting into a new career path as an actuary, right? Mm-hmm. Risk analysis stuff, and most of those are on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And Geico was one company, right? The but they had in vitro company. benefits. Yeah. Like that was part of their benefit package. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we, you know, picked up all of our crap, which... Wasn't much. <laughs> but it seemed like now. so much <laughs> at the time. Anyways, and we drove out with not knowing where we were going to live. It was fun. Anyway, so our... A uh, profile was not supposed to come with us because it had expired. <clears throat> but supposedly, um, right after we moved, like we kept getting all these calls. It was literally like two months, I think, after we right. moved. Yeah, like I think we were chosen by so many different people. I mean, obviously, the vast majority of them fell through. But um, yeah, so then when. We had our our birth mother, you know, choose us. We were like, holy cow, no way. And she was in Oregon, and we complete were in opposite Maryland. End of, yeah, complete opposite end of the country. Right. But it was fun because we, we were the first people that she looked at. Right. Yeah. And she liked us right away, but then she kept looking. She's like, it can't be that easy. Like, no way, you know. And yeah. uh, But she picked us. And, um, yeah, so we flew out a couple was, times, yep, yeah, to meet her and uh her son, and uh I remember going to the ultrasound with her mm-hmm. and begging for it not to be a girl because she kept saying if it was a girl, she might not go through with it. <laughs> I was like, "Please don't be a girl, please don't <laughs> it was a boy, you know, 
and uh, we were there in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, She was supposed to go in sometime in February, like February 2nd or something like that. But um, she got a C-section for the 19th. Anyways, long story. So we were out there a little bit earlier, and we got to go to the hospital, and um, it was against their policy to let more than one person in, but I guess they didn't do... Because it is a surgery. Right. They don't do a whole lot of adoption stuff, and so they snuck Devin in there, so we were both in there for his birth, Mm -hmm. and... um, I stayed with the birth mother and yep. make sure that she was taken care of because, you know, it's a scary thing giving birth and yep. you don't want to be alone and you got to be alone with, do you want to say our kid's name? Do you mind? Uh, I don't know. Should, well, we probably shouldn't, just in case. N. But our oldest boy. Our oldest boy. I got I got to spend a little, little time with them for a little bit while, you know, they were. Yeah, it was a good couple of hours, of wasn't mom. it? Or was um, it like an hour? It wasn't Half that hour? long. I don't remember being that long. Okay. I don't know. But um, then we stayed in the hospital until we could leave. And um, your parents and my mom and my sister came out up to Oregon, you know, to meet kiddo. And uh, so it was really neat. It felt like they cared about what was going on in our lives. Um, we had to stay in Oregon for 10 days in a hotel. Yeah. That a newborn. was rough. Because <laughs> we didn't really know what we were doing, you know? Nope. And Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, we're in charge of this person. Now we're going to fly across the country with a newborn. And oh my gosh, like, do you know how dirty things are? <laughs> <laughs> you never realize those things. But it was so awesome. Getting yeah. to meet him. And we were looking convinced the, the birth mom. She initially wanted a closed adoption, but we... Right. We uh, had done a lot of studying and reading on stuff, and we always thought that an open adoption would be better for everybody in general. <laughs> so we, we were able to convince her to do an right. open adoption. Like, so. I didn't want our kid to grow up and be so consumed with his past. Yeah. And be like, where did I come from? What was my birth mother like? And if I'm being honest, I didn't want him to wonder if his life would have been better, you know. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we, we wanted an open adoption so that way if if he needed to, he could have access to questions. You know, he's got a half-brother out there, um, but he want, we wanted him to focus on his future. And yeah. um, I think it's turned out really well, you yeah. know. We're still so far so good. Way too far away, but yeah, you know, yeah, we've been back to visit just. Once. Well, she's come to visit. We met in Vegas. Yeah, but anyway, That's what I mean, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But not, so but not when, <coughs> not when our oldest boy has been old enough to remember it, so. right? Which, which is because we've been we busy with that. our lives, Navy and all. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, but um. Yeah, so that is basically our story. But I did want to slip in a couple of other things because um, LDS Family Services no longer exists in adoptions. And I don't know what else they... Probably because they weren't making no money. (sighs) 
<laughs> it's probably because they legalized same-sex marriage and they Oh, and they don't want to place kids with same-sex right. couples, right? But yeah. I remember thinking um, early on, I was like, how come the LDS church that touts families are forever and blah, 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 how come the Catholics are doing adoptions better? Right. How come the Baptists are doing adoptions better? Right. Like, they don't even have quote, the fullness of the gospel, and yet they're creating families. Yeah, their like, adoption programs are better. They have better policies, better, uh, I don't know, I can't remember all the details well, now. But And when we wanted to go overseas, they were like, you can't use the LDS home study. Oh, that's right, yeah. We, we to- don't want to solely the good name of the church. <laughs> what? I roll here. Yeah, let me just, oh God. Yeah. Were you going to say something else? Uh, no. Well, uh, like I was going to think when we were going through that process too, because of course I'm remembering things. Um, it was really hard to think that I'm going to say this as nicely as possible. How come two schmucks can go and have sex and have a baby and be called parents? And we had to convince several strangers that we had everything all figured out to be parents. Like, why did we have to go through all those hoops? Why right. couldn't we be those schmucks? We, we totally <laughs> were feeling that way. Like, okay, so we can't have children naturally, but that doesn't stop other people that you right. know, are just fertile. Right. Even though they're living off of you know welfare or something and whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. But and and we get it, you know. You obviously, if you're if you're a, a ward, if you're of, knowingly as a human placing life into somebody else's hands. Yeah, you've got to make sure on yeah. things. So so I we get, get that. But but the way that you feel as a oh yeah emotionally as a, as a parent when you're going through that process where people are coming into your home and, and evaluating you know how safe it is and is it a good place to raise kids and they're digging into your background and got to go in front of a judge to be told that you're worthy to have it it really does feel kind of crappy it feels really judgmental and like well what's your parenting style i don't know i'll let you know when i'm a parent (laughs) (laughs) right i I, yeah yeah so we get it there's there's a reason why you know they don't want to they don't want to legally do their due diligence and place a child in the home that's going to you know have abusers and things like that but it does kind of suck on the on the um, qualifying side of it. But, right. Yeah. Well, and then the last thing that I, I think I remember about this is, um, <clears throat> this is kind of the mind blow for everybody that when I say it and see if I can say it where it makes sense. But I believed for so long that God had a plan mm-hmm. and that he planned on me not having kids and he planned on me adopting, right? Because we did end up having three more children, and they are biological. Mm-hmm. Um, but he planned for all that to happen. And then if you take that, because it's so, like, it makes you feel so good to think, ah, oh, somebody is in control. I don't know what it is, but somebody does, and I'm going to trust that. Because once things happen to you, you see goodness in it. Because it happened to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
And then when if you take that a couple steps farther and then you realize, wait a second, if God has a plan for me to have all these things happen, that means he planned on somebody else messing up. And <coughs> he had a plan for them to go through pain and sin so we would get blessed. Right. And then you're just like, wait, what? Like, now all of a sudden, do I really have agency because I'm going to mess up to bless somebody else's life? And everyone is like, oh, but you're going to get blessings out of that too. And you're just like, but wait a second. Now I can no longer go to the temple. I'm going to go through a court of love, which is not love. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I'm going to be shamed in front of the people that I worship with, you know, because a sin of where it results in pregnancy, you can't hide that. Not for long. Everybody knows, oh, I know what you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I'm not going to put words into our birth mother's mouth, but I remember her saying something like she was treated differently you know, and she didn't want to go to church anymore. Um, oh, yeah. Because people would make fun of her. They'd talk about her. She'd, you know, anyways. So it's just, I don't, now looking back as we're Exmos, it's like, dude, it just happened to work out this way. Yeah. You know, no, nobody sinned. You know what I mean? She just did things that maybe didn't work out the best for her, but it's fine. You know, like yeah. adoption is an option and we benefited, she benefited, and it all worked out. Yeah. You know? I guess the the thing I was thinking of, just as a side note, final comment for me maybe, but... You know, like in movies and TV shows, they're like, oh, I'm going to give up my child for adoption. Oh, God. That is, I don't know if anybody else feels this way. Anybody that's ever adopted, I think, you know, if you've been involved in an adoption process, you feel like people don't understand it's not giving up a child for adoption. It's placing a child for adoption because it's a big responsibility. And it's not like most parents, I think, that do place a child for adoption. They're not just giving up a child, Right. Mm -hmm. They're actually doing what they think is best for the child. Right. You know? So anyway, just a definition of terms that have a different meaning, I think, when you oh, give yeah. up. Because when the term give up has such a negative connotation. It's like they didn't care about yeah. this kid. So I'm giving up. I don't want to take care of the kid. I'm just going to give him up for adoption. No. You know, try and, try and use a different phraseology, you know, use... Place, so, you know, I'm going to place this child for adoption because usually the birth mothers, I mean, they have like and fathers sometimes that are involved. You know, they have pretty much full say on who gets the child if yeah. they're involved. If they don't, you know, place the child in like a fire department doorstep or something like that, right? Right. So, yeah. So I think that's I don't know. It's always bugged me when you see that in TVs and, and still does actually in TVs and, and movie right. type stuff that people say. Give them up for adoption. I think that's a, a wrong terminology. Give up has such a negative connotation. You are so right. That's just my. Final or at least two cents you know, that. even if you know someone who has adopted, ask them. You know, before you all say words, say, "Hey, you know, 
what phrase would you like for me to use? What is appropriate and makes right. doesn't degre- demean your experience? Yeah, you know. But yep, that's our story of adoption, and um, I wouldn't change anything having gone through it because I tell our son that you know I couldn't have dreamed up a better, better boy for me. Like he's my mini me, though yeah. he's taller now. Yep. You know, so if any of you have any questions, um, if you have any commentary, just write us um, a apostatecoffee at gmail.com. If you have any stories you'd like for us to share, or if you just want to um, let us know what you thought about it, you know, <clears throat> that would yep. be great. So, yep. Peace out. Bye. You going to do your thing now? My thing. <laughs> beatboxing? I'm yeah. Do a beatboxing. Try it. Do it. I don't know. Is it going? Might be too noisy. Oh, come on. Just do it anyways. Closer. I can't hear you. Closer. 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 I'm trying to get closer. This thing is like I'm, I'm almost eating the microphone now as it is. That's okay. Do it anyways. Anyway, this is my fart beatboxing. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. Bye. We're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs>